I'm Dante DiCaria. You're listening to Lugnuts uh, pregame. I'm joined with Toronto Blue Jays pitching coordinator Jeff Ware. You're here with Ken Huckabee in South Bend with the Lansing Lugnuts. You guys were actually together in 2015. How nice is it to be back together again like old times? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's like a little reunion. So uh, Huck and I were pretty close, uh, you know, just going back from the days with the Lugnuts as, you know, I was a pitching coach and he was a manager. And occasionally we'll try to, to meet up on the road and uh, we were able to coordinate our trips to come here. You know, kept the pitching department, catching department pretty close. So uh, we're always talking all the time about how we can get better. and. So it's, it's kind of good to spend some time, actually some face time with each other. Did you guys know of each other coming up as players? No, we, we, we tried going back and see if our path has crossed. We crossed a couple of times, but uh, neither one of us has pulled up any, any at-bats yet or, or, you know, between me and him. But uh, we did cross each other a couple of times, but we didn't really know each other. Uh, what was your time like with him in 2015 with the Lugnuts? We had a blast. We had a great team. Uh, we ended up, uh, we made the playoffs. Um, we, uh, we ended up making it to the semifinals where we lost in the championship game with semifinals, but we had a great team. You know, we have a great time. Uh, you know, we both like to have fun on the field, get our work done. We both work. We, we get our, uh, you know, our players to work. We try to have fun. It seems like when players can have fun, you get the players to have fun, they can feed off that. And it seems, seems to get them to play better. They have, you know, kind of a better atmosphere in the clubhouse as well. Jeff, you said that you guys had a lot of fun. What type of clubhouse was it? Pretty loose, pretty loose clubhouse, but serious at the same time. Uh, you know, we, there's a time and a place to be serious and be locked in in baseball. And there's also a time and a place where you can have a little bit of fun. So, and both he and I, you know, we like to, to joke around and have some fun. So, uh, you know, play jokes on each other. And, you know, we actually we were roommates that year. And uh, we had an apartment together and our, our, our wireless password was, um, was summer camp so <laughs> just because that's give you an idea yeah we do like to have some fun <laughs> your toronto blue jays pitching coordinator jeff ware um you were the lansing lugnuts pitching coach in 2015 and in 2016 who were some of the pitches you had oh shoot we had reed foley who's, who's doing a nice job this year in triple a ryan barucki obviously done an outstanding job he's in the big leagues right now um you know those two guys we had jordan romano who's having a nice year in double a right now uh we had tj zoic at the very end of the year um, and then, you know, it seems like there's a long list of guys, and it's really great to see these guys move along through the organization, and a couple of them are starting to get to the big leagues now, or up to the AAA level and having success. So that brings me to my next question. Let's start off with uh, Sean Reed Foley, who's done very well at the AAA level this year after maybe struggling a little bit last year in AA. When you first saw him, and until now, did you know he was going to be this type of talent? Yeah, I did. Uh, the very first time I saw him, I was actually the pitching coach in Vancouver, um, and he, he just came up at the end of the season and he only threw a couple of bullpens, didn't even get into a game. And you could see the electric arm that he had. Mm -hmm. Then I saw him in spring training. And then, uh, then the following year, saw him uh, you know, with me in, in Lansing. And then you could see the, the, the arm that he had. And, uh, you know, and then he came back again the next year too and started dominating. That's when things really started to click for him. You could see the life in his fastball, the explosiveness there, the, the secondary pitches. Um, and he still needed to, to, to work on his command of his pitches. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and then that season, everything started to click a little bit. Last year in AA, he kind of struggled some. You know, uh, kinda, I think he kind of got away from his routine and what made him good. And that's where he got back to this spring training, right at the end of spring training. And he's carried that into this season. He's having a tremendous year. Both him and John Harris were drafted around the same time. Are there any similarities between the two? Uh, you know, they're different style pitchers. Uh, you know, they both have good arms. They both have, you know, that velocity, you know, low, mid-90s, uh, sometimes even a tick higher. Um, but, but where 
Harris is more of a contact guy. Going to be, he's going to get you. He's going to beat you with ground ball. He's going to try and uh, try to outsmart you. Um, you know, command his pitches, um, mix it up, uh, throw everything for a strike. Whereas Fo Reed Foley's going to be here. It is. Here's my fastball. I dare you to hit it. And he's got the power curveball, power slider, and, and a changeup that's come along. So different mentalities with the same type of arm. Here of Toronto Blue Jays pitching coordinator Jeff Ware. Let's talk about Ryan Barecki, who is now in the major leagues with the Toronto Blue Jays. When you first had him here in Lansing, did you know he was going to be a major league pitcher? You could tell, yeah. Um, I mean, was it a no-brainer? I don't, I, I don't think it's, uh, you could really say that, but that's tough to say about anybody in this game. Um, but you could see the stuff. You knew he had the power change-up plus change-up that could get anybody out. Uh, the command was, the makings of command was there of his fastball, but he just didn't have that, that secondary uh, breaking pitch. And that's what we started working on that year and it started coming along and just the last two years he's really taken off. The slider uh, become a great pitch for him, he's become an out pitch for his righties and lefties. He's, he's changing speeds with it, he can kind of create more of a, of a curveball type spin with it and then he can have more of a harder slider type spin with it and I think that's what makes him really effective. And, and the pitchability, pitchability with all three of those guys actually, with Barucki, Foley and Harris, uh, you know, those guys all have great makeup and, and when you have pitchability with it and understand how to use your stuff, that's what makes you successful. Okay, so another guy, Jordan Romano, who's had a great, great success in Double A this year. What do you like of his game? He's going to come right at you, similar to Foley, where you know he's going to try and use that power fastball right back by you, that four seamer up in the zone. Um, the sliders come a long way since the, the uh, Lansing days, and then the, the changeup, which was pretty much non-existent two years ago, has now starting. It's starting now to become a weapon for him. Um, but again, he's a guy who's going to come right at you with the fastball, challenge it, he's not afraid, and, and again, another good makeup guy. Here of Toronto Blue Jays pitching coordinator Jeff Ware. Before the Lance, being the Lansing Lugnuts pitching coach in 2015 and 16, where were you before? Uh, I spent one year in Vancouver with us um, in the short, in short season in the Northwest League. Then before that, I spent seven years with the New York Yankees, uh, kind of uh, in three of their different levels there, one in short season in the New York Penn League, and then I spent three years in their South Atlantic League in, in Charleston, South Carolina, and three years in the Florida State League in Tampa. Uh, what years were you with the Yankees? 2007 to 2012. So, so seven years with him. So we have a Yankees pitcher in our organization. Did you know of Claudio Custodio? He was very, I, I want to say he had just come into the organization as I was leaving. So I didn't I didn't know him back then. I was I was in some higher level. Uh, what are your thoughts on him so far? He's got a great arm. You know, as a conversion guy, you know, was, was a position player before. Now he's a pitcher. He's got a great arm, plus life to his fastball, can run it, you know, mid-90s. Um, and his feel is just getting better and better. I think this is just his third year of pitching, mm -hmm. and he's having a, a nice year right now. We, we actually had to move him up to AAA a couple of weeks ago, and he's, he's done a nice job there so far. So when did you have the opportunity to start coaching with the Yankees organization? Was there someone that reached out to you, or how did you get there? I uh, Actually, my college coach at Old Dominion University was, was Mark Newman, and he was our uh, farm director with the Yankees. So I'd been in contact with him over the years, and then uh, you know they had a spot open up, and. They decided to bring me in. I spent seven years over there, so it was, it was a good time. So, how did you get to the Blue Jays organization from the Yankees? They, uh, you know, after spending the seven years, they were. We had a lot of changes going on in the organization. I was part of that change, and then had an opportunity here with the Blue Jays, where, where I knew Dane Johnson from when he was the pitching coordinator, and we had a good relationship. We actually played together, uh, and there was a couple other coaches here that, that I played for, and Dennis Holmberg and Omar Malave, and and. Um, so I had that connection, and then, uh, you know, uh, fortunately a spot opened up here, and they brought me in. Here at Toronto Blue Jays pitching coordinator Jeff Ware. Now, after your 2016 season with the Lansing Lugnuts, a new regime came in with Ross Atkins and Mark mm -hmm. Shapiro. Um, 
How did you get to be the pitching coordinator with the Blue Jays? Well, I think, uh, you know, when they stepped in and, and Gil Kim came in and then and Eric Wedge came in, they had a chance to kind of, you know, make their rounds throughout the season that year and, and uh, kind of get their feel on, on their pitching coaches. And um, they, they asked me if I uh, would run Instruction League on the pitching portion of it, and I, I, I took that, that, that gig, and I thought it went really well. Wasn't sure if I was ready for the pitching coordinator job, and when they, uh, you know, they, they – they asked me to, to interview for it in the off season, along with you know a handful of other guys, and uh, and even that time I was still a little bit unsure. But as I went through the whole interview process and I could see how our organization was going to be run, uh, the, um, how how we were moving forward and trying to get better every day, which is one of our mottos, then uh, then I you know I, I felt like taking the challenge. And you know and, and what I love about that whole group of uh, front office guys is we're all in this together. We're all trying to get better every day. There's a huge sense of humility between all of us, and uh, we're all just trying to help each other. Joined here of Toronto Blue Jays pitching coordinator Jeff Ware. Now let's talk about some of these pitchers on the lug nuts for some of the guys that were promoted. First, a guy that pitched last night, Maximo Castillo, six mm -hmm. scoreless innings. What do you like from his game? He's, he came in, I mean, like last night, I mean, he did walk four guys, but other than that, uh, you know, he came in, he pounded the strike zone. He wasn't afraid. He was being aggressive in the strike zone. He was throwing three pitches for strikes, the fastball, the curveball, and the changeup, and he, and he could throw any of those pitches in any count. Um, he did a nice job commanding the ball, stayed down in the zone, got some ground balls when he needed to, and made some big pitches in, in some big times. Uh, why did you feel that Lansing or the Midwest League Class A was the right level for him this year at 19? Yeah, that was a big decision that we had to make. You know, coming from Bluefield last year, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's a young kid. I believe he's 19 years old. And uh, so we knew it was going to be a challenge for him. And, you know, he's, he's, he's had a couple of speed bumps, you know, throughout the year. But we knew he had the mentality to get over that. Uh, you know, a, a lot of times you get some young kids, you know, that are starting or just pitching at a, an advanced level. And, uh, you know, if, and they hit a speed bump. And sometimes it's tough for them to get through it. But we knew he was mentally strong enough to get through it. And he, he's shown us to be pretty polished. How about the promotion for Zach Logue up to Dunedin from Lansing? Man, Zach is great, you know, smart kid, great pitch ability, good competitor, good feel for the strike zone, deception with his pitches. Uh, and, and again, uh, another guy, you know, like I said, is strong mentally, and we knew he could handle the challenge at the Florida, in the Florida State League. So, Jensi Diaz was with the Lansing Lugnuts last season, mm -hmm. and he had to start this year again. Mm -hmm. Was it just to give him another opportunity to get more confidence, get better, and then move him up to Dunedin, or what was the decision behind that? Yeah, we felt like he needed a few more reps, you know, in, in the Midwest League. Uh, you know, he needed to work on his curveball a little bit more and, and get improve that, improve the command with it. Same thing with his fastball command. He's got a, he's got an electric arm, you know, uh, you know, fastball low mid 90s, and we just felt like he needed to work on command. We knew he could have probably went to Dunedin and had some success, but we wanted we wanted to polish him up a little bit more here, and he did that and he proved it to us. That he was ready for the Dunedin, and we've moved in there, and since then he's done well with Dunedin. Here of Toronto Blue Jays pitching coordinator Jeff Ware. Now let's talk about your career. You were drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays in 1991, 35th overall in the first round. Do you remember the phone call? Do you remember being drafted? <laughs> I do remember the phone call. I remember, I remember the draft. Uh, of course, it wasn't like it is today, where it's yeah. televised and all those kind of things. So, really, you had a feeling of where you're going to be taken, and you just really, literally sat by the phone all day. And uh, finally, the, the phone rang in the evening. Uh, and it was my scout called me, Dwayne Larson. And I was sitting there with, with my family, my mom and dad, and uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and I got the call. And they told me, you know, where I went, and I was I was pretty excited to be, uh, you know, drafted at that high. And you know, ended up try. I, they came to my house. We tried to kind of come to terms. Didn't quite get to terms. I had an opportunity to go for team to go play a team with you. Excuse me, with Team USA in the Pan Am Games, wow. which was a big 
know, a big year for them because if they had to finish in the top four mm -hmm. to uh, to move on to the Olympics for the next year, and uh, so I took that opportunity. And then, I, you know, I, looking back, I, I think I would do the same thing again. So I had a, had a blast. It was a great time and part of my life, you know, to represent the country during the Pan Am Games. And then I ended up signing with the Blue Jays in September, and, and then you know, my professional career started. Off the top of your head, do you remember some of the guys that you played with throughout the minor league system that you became close friends with? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, you know, as in any life, when you move around, you know, you, you become close with some people, then you move away, then you, you know, you, you can, you've connected with a few, then you kind of, you know, you keep in touch with some of them, and then, uh, but, you know, the closest one I've, I've, and I still keep in touch with quite a bit is Mike Timlin, you know, who went on to have a, you know, great career at the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and a handful of other teams, four World Series rings, I believe, so, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty outstanding career, So we're, we're pretty close, uh, and, you know, some guys... Uh, who I keep in touch with a little bit, you know, from the minor league, a guy named Rick Steed, who we played with for several years. Um, and then, uh, then you know, you move away, you have kids, and everybody goes and does their separate thing. And then I'm not a social media guy. I don't have <laughs> Facebook or anything like that. So it's like your connection to the world. So I, I, you know, have lost touch with quite a bit. And then what's neat about coordinating now and traveling around and all the different clubs, uh, I'll end up running to some of my old teammates and things like that, which is a lot of fun. And we get to kind of reminisce about our old times. So you're drafted in 91. You were in the Blue Jays minor league organization when they won the World Series in 92 yes. mm -hmm. and 93. Did you pay a lot of attention to that? Was it cool? Oh, yeah, I sure did. Uh, um, I mean, that was a big part. I mean, obviously it was a dream, you know, to, to play professional baseball and then get to the big leagues and win a World Series. And then at the time that I came into the organization, the Toronto Blue Jays was right at the top. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I can remember when uh, when Joe Carter just before Joe Carter hit the walk-off home run against the <laughs> Phillies we were actually driving back from a from a camping vacation and it was the last inning and I knew I had to we were listening to it on the radio and I knew I had to hurry up and get in the house because I'm gonna get a whole van and camper <laughs> filled with stuff so we let that rest and then we came in turned the TV on and finished watching it and like within a few minutes the home run was hit you know and everybody's popping the champagne so it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a good time to be a Blue Jay. So when you were listening to the radio, was it Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth on the call or what? Honestly, I, 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 I want to say yes, but I can't confirm that. But I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, you know, I ended up knowing both of those guys once I, I became a Blue Jay and got to the big leagues and two great people. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, you know, it was sad to see Tom, you know, pass yeah. away years ago. And, and now Jerry's retired. So but they were two good, two good guys and two good people who did a great, great at their job. As a broadcaster like myself and Jesse, what did you like the most about uh, Tom Cheek and Jerry Howard? I think it's just their like their relationship with each other. They they sounded like they were friends on, you know, when they were when they were commentating. They did a great job with the color and the play by play, and they knew the game. Uh, and it's it just the way they presented presented it and the ease that on how they did it. So you made the major leagues with the Toronto Blue Jays in 1995, and I believe your major league mm -hmm. debut was against the Chicago White Sox. Yes, Can you take yeah. us through it? Well, uh, so that's one I'd like to forget. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I can remember, I, uh, actually, Carlos and I, Carlos Delgado and I got called up the same time together. And uh, so we, we flew in together from, uh, uh, we were both with Syracuse back then, flew in together, and we both got there a couple of days before September 1st. And, uh, and so I started, and I, I remember warming up in the bullpen in the right in, in right center there in Chicago, and it, everything was great. I was fired up, I was pumped up, I felt really good, I was throwing hard, and I think that was the problem. I came in the game and just thought I could, you know, I felt so good, I thought I could blow by everybody, and sure enough, I fell behind in counts and had to, you know, I got, um, left a couple of pitches middle of the plate, and things just didn't go my way, my way that day. 
and it was a pretty, it, was, it was an ugly day, although it was a day I'll never forget just because it's the first time I ever, you know, pitched in the big leagues. So, Jeff, take me through it. You walk in to the White Sox Stadium, mm -hmm. you get into the clubhouse, I'm sure you have a meeting with your catcher, mm -hmm. your pitching coach, about the starting lineup. Do you remember mm -hmm. that starting lineup and how you were going to attack these White Sox hitters? I remember, you know, I remember Dave Martinez was leading off. I don't remember the, the whole entire lineup. I want to say Tim Raines was in the lineup then. Uh, Frank Thomas was in their lineup. Robin Ventura was in the three-hole, who was my first major league strikeout, who got me back a, a couple of the next year later. He hit a bomb in center field in, <laughs> in the Sky Dome back then. But, uh, but uh, so I do, I do remember that. So I remember bits and pieces of it. But as far as, you know, I remember going over the scouting report. Um, but, you know, when you go over scouting reports, especially, you know, as a, as a young rookie pitcher, you're, you're going to go a lot off of the catcher who's been there, who has the experience. And then you just pitch to your strengths. And, uh, and you know, my strength that day is I just didn't command the baseball like I needed to. And, uh, and just, it was a tough day. Um, so who was the catcher? Uh, Randy Norv was a catcher. Yeah, Randy Norv, actually that year, I think that game was Randy Norv. But uh, then I think Charlie O'Brien, I don't know if he was there that year anyway. And um, there was a couple other catchers that we had there. Pat, I think Pat Ward was there too. Um, do you know who the manager was of the Blue Jays yeah, at the C time? Cito Gaston was oh, wow. the manager. Yep. How was it like yeah. to play under Cito, the legend? <laughs> yeah, he was great. You know, he, he was quiet. He's a soft-spoken guy, but he knew the game, and uh, uh, you know, he was a player's man. He let the guys go out and play and do their thing. Um, you know, and, and it was, you know, he, again, he was soft-spoken. He was a guy. He knew he was he wasn't going to get in your face, and he, he was going to be in your corner. So in 1996, you were with the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, this is off the top of my head, but did you play with the Roger Clemens? I did not. Clemens came over in 97, I believe. So, so Pat Henkin? Yes, Henkin, yes, yes. Henkin won the Cy Young that year. Ah. And uh, Hank and I, he actually had a house in Florida by me, and we, we did some fishing in the offseason, so I knew Pat pretty good. And, and uh, you know, Paul Quantrill, uh, you know, actually going back to what you talked about earlier, who, who you kept in touch with. And, of course, Hank and Q both work with us now, so I get to see them quite a bit, which is great. And, um, but, yeah, Hank and ha going, you know, going through that year with him when he won the Cy Young, when as, when as a team we weren't that great, goes to, goes to show you how much or how good, you know, Hank was that year. And, uh, and the competitiveness he had, the leadership that he had, it was great to be great to be his teammate. So last thing for you, is it cool to have uh, Henkin in the organization? I believe he's still with the organization. Yes, yeah, he sure is. He's, uh, he's one of our special assistants you know, on the pitching side. Uh, we talk, you know, probably several times a month. As a matter of fact, we actually just hung out a group of us uh, at his uh, as his cabin up in uh, in Canada over the All Star break, which was pretty cool. And uh, we did some fishing up there, and just kind of, you know, we talked we talked work, and we also talked old times, and we talked uh, <laughs> talked fishing. It was it was a good time. Jeff, thanks a lot for the time. You're welcome. Thank you.